Welcome to Whipple's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Whipple. The Green Bay Packers saw their season come to a deeply disappointing end Saturday night. Did Aaron Rodgers' brilliant career with the Packers come to an end as well? Greetings, I'm Gary Wolfel, and with me as usual is Rob Reichel, the five-star Packers beat reporter for Forbes.com and Conley Media. Hello, Rob. Well, I appreciate your rating, Gary. That, that would give me five stars more than the special teams and probably four and a half more than Aaron Rodgers got Saturday night, right? Wow, you come out firing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put it on the tee for me, buddy. I, 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 I had to pull up the driver. I, I have a... Uh... Gut feeling we're going to be talking about that a little bit uh, during the next hour or so, but uh, Absolutely. yes. But before we uh, start bantering on the books, I want to congratulate you and compliment you on your fine work uh, leading up to the Packers 49ers playoff game and your coverage after it. It was really top shelf. It was really, really good reads. So kudos. Well, I appreciate that. That that's nice of you to say. Is a check in the mail? <laughs> exactly. I'll. I'll... As soon as we finish this, I'll I'll have one of my daughters scribble one out for you, Gary. <laughs> I'll take what I can there, get, there, Rob. Believe me. <laughs> there, 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 you, you know, Gary, that there, there were there were an immense amount of storylines. I I could have probably, if I had enough time and hours in the day, could have written double what I wrote, and people still couldn't get enough. Right, leading into the game, yeah. and, and then mm-hmm. afterwards, it it is amazing. And and talk show stuff is similar to this, Gary. You know, but if, if they blow out the Lions right 33 to 10 on a Sunday you know clicks and and talk radio and just the reaction the next day isn't very high it's it's not you know it's not a big day let's say for web traffic or or the guys who host afternoon talk shows and and things like that but Gary when they lose a game like they did you know on on Saturday night with special teams meltdowns and and games that end at, at the buzzer like like this one did with the Robbie Gold field goal in a game where you're almost a touchdown favorite and, and you blow it again on, on your home field, really an ice box, Gary, that they were dying to play in and, and they wanted to play in because they were this tough cold weather team now. Um, and you let an opportunity like that get away. I mean, Gary, the, the next day or two is, is huge in terms of people wanting to, to read about what went wrong, to, to jump on, on an airwave somewhere and, and, and have guys like Sparky be there their therapists and, and things like that on, on talk radio, right? It's uh it's a, it's a crazy world we live in Gary, but uh, you know, they, the Packer nation right now has, is, is they're all on their, their psychiatrist couch here as we do this on, on Monday morning and, and they're going to try to talk their way off it here over the next few weeks. Oh, you're absolutely right. It reminds me of a story about a year after the Packers lost the uh, last Super Bowl they were in. I was at a grocery store and this guy was coming down the aisle and he had some Packer gear on. I said, Oh, Packer fan. He goes, yeah, I, I live and breathe Packers, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I said, tough way to end the season. Right. Rob, this is a year after they lost. Okay. You're talking yeah. the Denver Super Bowl in 97. Yes. Yes. And, and the guy goes, I'm starting to get over it. <laughs> he, after a year. <laughs> Uh, Gary, I, I have relatives that aren't over the 2014 NFC title game and, and never will be. They, they bring it up. I, I have a, I have a 
a wonderful brother-in-law, but he's this goofy guy who absolutely lives and dies Packers and wants to call me six times a day to (laughs) discuss the latest practice squad, you know, pickups and and things like that. And, and how Brian Gutekunst is juggling the 53rd man on the roster or whatever. And I, I swear, I swear to God, Gary, his, his final words, you know, will be cursing John Elway or something from that, from that 32nd Super Bowl and screaming about Brandon Bostic, you know, when he's, when he's on his deathbed or, or now Gary, after, after Saturday night, he'll be, he'll be screaming about Maurice Drayton, right? Rob, you are all over that special team <laughs> stuff already. <laughs> Anyways, what an incredible weekend of, of pro football, Rob. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Four divisional round playoff games. Four fantastic games, all ending in dramatic fashion. And uh, it had to make the network's executives giddy. The point difference in those four playoff games over the weekend was 15 points. Can you believe it? 15 points. I mean, Hollywood and Roger Goodell couldn't have uh, scripted those games any better. Gary, the first three all end on road teams kicking field goals either at the buzzer or in overtime to win their respective games. And you and I were texting a little bit Sunday and before, and and this was after the Tampa Bay Rams game. And I said, Gary, believe it or not, the best game's about to start. I know. I I think you texted back, you know, like, okay, whatever, dude. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it was pretty much that I go, it's going to be tough to top the one. Right. We just, right. Right. Isn't it absolutely unbelievable? The fourth game of the weekend, Chiefs Bills actually wound up being the best game. And the first three, Gary, are are, are all timers. In maybe not in terms of aesthetics. I mean, uh, Tannehill wasn't good, obviously, for for Tennessee. The in 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 the in their game against Cincinnati, the Bengals couldn't block anybody. The 13-10 game on Saturday night. I mean, if you like defense, it, it was outstanding. But Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers weren't weren't particularly good. Um, I thought I thought the Rams Tampa Bay game was, was was pretty remarkable, Gary, in in terms of Brady being down 27-3 and almost leading a comeback. You remember in the Super Bowl five years ago, the 2016 Super Bowl. He and his Patriots were down 28-3 that day, almost the identical score, Gary, 28-3 that day uh, to Atlanta and found a way to come back. Not only win the game, Gary, 34-28, but they found a way to cover as well that day uh, from, from 25 points down, which, which obviously, uh, you know, a lot of folks who like to throw down a few bucks uh, were, were thrilled with. But, but then, Gary, you know, so all three of those games, yesterday, uh, Saturday and then early Sunday, you know, whether you thought that was stellar football or not, they come down. I mean, you want to talk dramatics to, to a field goal, again, by the road team's kicker, either at the final play of regulation or in overtime to win the game. Yeah. All, three, all three teams convert. Cincinnati with a, with a very long field goal. Robbie Gold with the 45-yarder to beat the Packers. And then, and then, and then Gay has the 30-32-yarder, whatever it was, for the Rams to beat Tampa Bay. And then Gary, that game everybody I think watched last night, where Kansas City beat Buffalo. Gary, do you? I mean, it, it wound up 42-36 in overtime. This is the most amazing stat I've ever heard, Gary. From the two-minute warning on, okay, in that game, yeah, Patrick Mahomes threw for 188 yards. <laughs> he threw for almost 200 yards, Gary, from the two-minute warning on. 
and you know, which which obviously that is unbelievable. Overtime, he threw for almost 200 yards. I mean, Gary, Saturday night, um, you know, at Lambeau Field, Jimmy Garoppolo Garoppolo threw for 131. Yep, and Rogers threw for two and a quarter. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes almost passed them both in the final two minutes of, of regulation and then in the, in the overtime period. But Gary, the most remarkable thing I think I've ever seen in football is Kansas City has the ball down three at their own 25 with 13 seconds to go, and they find a way to get into field goal range and send that thing to overtime. I mean, I think yeah. every every analytics chart, every everybody who had had bet Kansas City was ripping up their ticket I mean, the odds at that point in time had to be Buffalo winning that football game, right? 99.999%. And, and Mahomes completes a 20-yarder to Hill and, what, the better part of a 30-yarder to Kelsey, and all of a sudden they're in field goal range with three seconds to go, and, and we're talking about an overtime. That, Gary, that to me, and we'll get into this more with Rodgers and the Packers and, and Brady and the Buccaneers, that to me, Gary, featured the game with not only the best two teams in football, the best – but the best two players now that are left in football, Allen, the quarterback in Buffalo and Mahomes, obviously the quarterback in Kansas city, neither one of them, Gary are 27 yet. They are the future of the league. They are insanely gifted, talented football players, and they're going to be around to do this for the next five to 10 years. You know, we, we certainly hope, you know, barring an injury of, of, of any sort, but that to me, Gary was as good of a football game, maybe as I, as I've ever seen, the ending was, I mean, again, again, we talk about this on the show all the time, Gary. We, you know, even dating back to a couple weeks ago on the final game of the season with, with the Chargers and the Raiders and, and the yeah. Raiders win it at, at the horn and it gets Pittsburgh into the playoffs. I mean, you, you couldn't even write this stuff, could you? For, for, for Hollywood, for, for some Mighty Ducks movie or, or what, what, whatever it is you're talking about from a football standpoint. You, could, you couldn't write this in the Kurt Warner, you know, whatever that movie is out about him today, the underdog story. I mean, you just you, you couldn't do it, Gary. It's, it's just absolutely remarkable what is happening week in and week out in this league. And that's why people just cannot get enough of this sport. And every chart you look at in terms of ratings – it's just NFL, 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 NFL. That's all you see. Yeah, I, I thought L. Uh, Michaels used the uh, appropriate term yesterday, lunacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was great. Uh, the term I would use for the entire weekend was surreal. I, I, I guarantee we will never, ever have an NFL weekend better than that one. I mean, it would be impossible to top it, right? I, I don't know how you could. Gary, I've always argued that this is the best football weekend of the season. Yeah. Because, you know, typically um, the, the games are of higher quality dramatically than the wild card. Um, and you get, you get four, four games. You get eight teams. You know, from this point on, you get two games this weekend coming up and then obviously only one with the Super Bowl. And, and I know the ratings for the Super Bowl usually will top any, anything we see here in the divisional round. But the quality of play that you usually see, Gary, in the divisional round is absolutely outstanding. You've usually got the eight best teams left in football. The games are usually uh, extremely close. You usually get one or two clunkers in there and two or three outstanding games. We got four this week, Gary, like, like you said, uh, you know, lunacy, surreal, whatever term you want to use for every single game to be decided Gary on the final play of the game, yeah. you know, where, where you're getting 
where you're getting a lead change and, and a winner being determined on the final snap of that game. I mean, the odds against that have to be remarkable. Oh, uh, no, no question. You know, Rob, my favorite one was the uh, Rams Buccaneers game. And I, I was intrigued by the uh, quarterback matchups. You know, you have Brady who has seven championship rings and then going against Stafford, who obviously doesn't have any, and he, he hadn't won a playoff game, right? Up until Correct. Up until this uh, postseason. Yeah. But what, what really caught my attention was the uh, sequence of crazy plays in the fourth quarter. I, I'm, I'm sure you remember this, but Brady fumbled away the ball. And you thought, okay, the Rams are in great positions to put this game away. And then on the very next play, when you thought the Rams, again, were, were in great shape, the ball is snapped way over the head of Stafford. <laughs> I mean, Stafford's what, about 6'4"? Yeah. Up. And I mean, that was at least a foot over his head. And then, of course, you know, the Buccaneers recovered and the game was on again. But what an incredible game. And we each week we throw a, a trivia question at each other, right? Yeah. Okay, I think it's my turn to throw one at you. Sounds good. Okay. Your guy, the GOAT, has seven championships, right? Okay. Name the three guys who have six. And if you want to do it later, answer later, that's fine, too. Wow. And they're in our backyard, Rob. So Where that's we, a, a major hint. <laughs> Okay. Give me one segment of the show, Gary. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this while you talk. No, no cheating and Googling. I won't cheat. <laughs> you, know, you know me too well. I, 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 I like to be, uh, there's two things in life I don't like. I, I, I don't like surprises and I, and, I, and I don't like people who stray from the box, Gary, to, to call and, and win on these radio shows, you know, courtesy of their <laughs> phone. So I, I, I won't be doing that, buddy. All right. Now we get into the uh, meat and potatoes of uh, our podcast and uh, want to start talking about the Packers. And, and there's obviously so many topics we could uh, discuss, but the most important one by far, unquestionably the, the biggest uh, topic on every Packer fan's mind right now is the status of Aaron Rodgers. Um, if this was his last game, he didn't depart in grand fashion. That's for sure. Uh, he was okay, but he was not anything special. I mean, like you had uh, mentioned earlier, he had 223 yards and didn't throw a touchdown. And like you said, Garoppolo was worth – I mean, I, I couldn't believe this when I saw the final stats for Garoppolo. I, I knew he didn't play well, but 131 yards. I mean, that's, that's pathetic. So, uh, anyways, your thoughts on Mr. Rogers. Predictable, Gary. I mean, it, it really is. And, and I know Packer nation hates to hear that. And, and they, and they call people like me, anti Rogers and haters and, 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 and things like that, Gary, but for the last 11 years, since that game, you know, against Pittsburgh in the 45th Super Bowl, where he was Gary absolutely lights out and, and led them to that Super Bowl championship, three touchdowns that day, a couple of Jennings on hole shots that, you know, are, are just big time, all time throws in that game, Gary, he has not played up to that level in the postseason, And, right. and it's a head scratcher, Gary, and, and nobody I think can figure out why. 
And, and I guarantee you, it's, it's a big reason why two years ago, the Packers decided in the first round to, to go in a different direction and take a quarterback uh, when, when they drafted Jordan Love with the 26th pick in, in 2020, Gary. Um, Rodgers just consistently, Gary, you know, consistently through the regular season, Gary, he's been an all-time great. He re- I mean, he really has. He's going to win his fourth no here in the next couple months. He's, you know, he's clearly led them uh, over the last three years to, to 13 straight wins uh, or 13 wins each of the three seasons, which, which is uh, a remarkable accomplishment, Gary, the fact they're 39 and 10 in the regular season over the last three years. Year in and year out, Gary, I mean, he has been just an all-time great between September and January. But over the last 11 years, Gary, and this is going to be a huge part of the story that's written on him when he retires. It's going to be a huge part of, you know, his, his final book that he puts out. It's, it's going to be a huge part of his legacy is that time and time and time again, he has failed the Packers in the playoffs, Gary. He really has. This is a team, Gary, that traditionally is built because he is gobbling up in the range of 15 to 20% of the salary cap which is a re- for those out there who don't know, that's a remarkably high number. The, you know, the average quarterback in the league, some are probably around 10%. Many are less than that, especially guys on rookie deals. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's gobbling up at times, Gary, double the money, what other quarterbacks are. It is up to him then to elevate the people around him in the biggest games, in the biggest times, in the biggest moments of the year, Gary, just like Josh Allen did last night with Buffalo just like Patrick Mahomes did last night with Kansas city, Gary, even like Tom Brady did rallying that team back from, from a 27, three deficit. You just, you like, you, you touched on, you never feel a Tom, a Tom Brady Tampa Bay team is out of any football game, regardless of, of what that scoreboard says, but Gary consistently over the last 11 years, since that Super Bowl in 2010, Rogers has not elevated the people around him in these key playoff games, in these key moments. And, and Saturday night, Gary was, was much of the same. Uh, you know, they, they, they score the touchdown on the opening drive, which is outstanding. It looks like they've come to play and, and might kind of have their way with San Francisco uh, through the course of that game. But Gary, then over the final 10 possessions that they had, their last 10 drives, three points. They get the fumble from Lewis. I think there were, there were seven punts. And there was a blocked field goal. And one of those punts, obviously, Gary, was blocked. But the offense went absolutely nowhere uh, for the most part, Gary, after that, after that opening drive. And, and well, Rogers- let me ask you, Rob, after yes. that opening drive, I mean, that opening drive was really, really impressive. I mean, they, they just marched down the field. And after that opening drive, I'm going, you know what? They're going to kick you know what out of the 49ers. And then the second drive, it looks like they're going to score again. And they go, man, they're going to go up 10 to nothing, perhaps even 14 to nothing. And perhaps a road is on. Then Mercedes Lewis, you know, catches the pass and fumbles it away. And I I thought, I know it's only the first quarter and you got a lot of time to play, but I thought that was pivotal. I I thought they could have really, really put a dent in the 49ers psyche if, if they would have went up at least 10 to nothing. Well, you're not wrong, Gary. I mean, I think they had reached the 49 or 42 at that point in time. You know, so you're late in the first quarter, you're up seven, nothing, and you're on the march again. Um, I think on that drive too, Gary, they had picked up about 35 yards. So they're moving the football. Yeah. You know, that opening drive was 
That opening drive was 10 plays, 69 yards, okay? So you average about seven yards a pop. That's a really good number. Usually average about five a pop. So now they come back, and I, I think, Gary, that second drive was, let's call it five plays for 35. So you're, you're still right at that seven number. Yeah. Uh, they're moving the ball, uh, gobbling up yards, and Lewis puts it on the ball. Uh, Lewis puts it on the ground. Gary, even under the worst-case scenario, let's say they pick up another first down and settle for a field goal if it wasn't blocked, I guess. Um, you're up 10 nothing, and, and you're exactly right. We talked about this on the show last week. If Green Bay could get up two scores, it completely changed, I thought anyways, how San Francisco was going to want to play and would have played in that football game. A 10 nothing deficit, Gary, a 14 nothing deficit instead of 7 nothing would have been huge. Instead then, you know, after, after that fumble, Green Bay finishes the first half, Gary, punt, 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 blocked field goal. Yeah. So they, they, they go nowhere on those last really three drives of the, you know, of, of the first half offensively. So Gary, their third drive, I'm just looking here, three plays, four yards, their fourth drive, three plays, one yard, and their fifth drive, six plays, 21 yards. So what is that? 12 plays, 26 yards, Gary. So their mm -hmm. next three, Horrible. their next three drives add up Gary to about 2.1 yards per drive. Now they're moving before the half, Gary, six plays, 75 yards, largely because of that bust and Aaron Jones got behind the defense, right? And he, and he, uh, and he erupts for the 75 yarder to set up that potential field goal. And Gary, I, I think you're right on Lewis um, on the fumble, but I also think the Crosby blocked field goal right before half completely changed the psyche of both teams going to the locker room. Yeah, it, it sure did. I Gary, agree. I agree. You, you were in the crowd. You know how cold it was. It was it, it was even colder for those guys. Um, you know, I, I guess they're just as cold, you know, down on the field. The psyche, the mental part of that game, if, if they go to the locker room, they being San Francisco, Gary, down 10 nothing instead of 7 nothing, And Green Bay, just on, on the flip side, having, you know, having survived. You, you remember, Gary, Green Bay got the ball back right before halftime on the interception. Uh, right down at the goal line where Garoppolo threw the moon ball that that got picked or, or yeah. the lazy yeah. ball on the right flat and and that should have been a touchdown uh, or at least three for San Francisco now Green Bay has a chance to flip that Gary go to the locker room up 10 nothing and and of course special teams lets him down and and Crosby gets his his field goal blocked so I mean there's a lot of big plays but Gary when you just talk to a, a talk about a couple in particular in the first half I think you're exactly right on the Lewis fumble because that, that drive had a chance to give green Bay a two score lead. And then clearly the Crosby blocked kick, which could have made a 10, nothing as well. I, I thought was absolutely huge in that football game. Now the 49ers, Gary, go to the locker room. They're hanging around and, and they're thinking to themselves, we've played like nonsense and we, at least offensively, and we've got a chance to win this football game. I mean, that, that had to be huge for their psyche and morale, Gary, going to the locker room. No question. You know, Rodgers obviously didn't play up to Rodgers' capabilities. I mean, that, that was fairly apparent. But, you know, in fairness to, to uh, A-Rod, I'll tell you what, the offensive line, which was so good throughout the season, just struggled all day long. I, I think Rodgers was sacked, what, five times, if I'm not mistaken? And, yep. Um, he had only been sacked, get this Rob, three times in the previous three games. And all of a sudden they give up five sacks. Uh, very, very disappointing uh, performance in my mind by the offensive line. And, and 
as the game was going on, I, I was thinking, and, and we've talked about this ad nauseum during the season about how they needed help in that receiving core. But I, I thought of this, you know what? They, they could have used a tight end in the worst way in this game, and they didn't have a tight end, not a legitimate one. And, you know, he could have used Tanyan, if he, obviously, if he would have been health, healthy. Tagera and, and Lewis are not, you know, I would not say even average tight ends, you know, right now anyways. And uh, then I also thought, you know what else they could use? Because the 49ers safeties were coming up. I mean, they were playing the short game. He's not a great player, but Feldes Scantling might have made a difference. They, they needed a deep threat in the worst way, and uh, they don't have one without him. It, it, it's just that simple. Gary, and, we talked about it at length around Halloween that really if, if this if this <laughs> management team, and I think Brian Gutekunst did Yeoman's work putting this roster together. So let me say that first. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's executive of the year. I Kroenke in, in LA might get it, I guess, just because uh, of some of the flashy trades he made. And obviously the Rams are still alive today. Um, although the voting is already in on that, but um, Gary, I, I think Gutekunst put together one heck of a roster, but if, if he really was all in for 2021, Gary, he should have went and got a wide receiver at the trade deadline. He yep. really did do. And, and I thought about that about 10 different times yesterday, watching that Tampa Bay, uh, Los Angeles Rams game about how Odell Beckham Jr. could have helped that Green Bay team uh, on Saturday night. Gary, I'm going to throw a couple numbers at you. Aaron Rodgers completed 20 passes in that football game. Nine were to Devontae Adams. Nine were to Aaron Jones, a running back. Yeah. One to Alan Lazard and one to Mercedes Lewis that he fumbled. Um, Gary, Alan Lazard was targeted, you know, Technically, your number two wide receiver, right? Targeted one time in that football game. Randall Cobb, probably your three, targeted one time in that football game. Didn't catch the ball. St. Brown, Gary, your number four the other night. Targeted one time. Uh, I'm sorry, no no times. No times, um, yeah. And then, and then you talk about tight ends, Gary. Again, I agree with you. They didn't have one. Uh, Mercedes Lewis can't run anymore. He's in essence, a glorified offensive lineman. Why even run that play to him in the first place? Uh, yeah, term, totally agree. Term, totally term, agree. You know, I mean, if you're going to run that, that's fine. Run it to Daphne, right? Run it, run it to DeGuara, somebody like that, but, but don't run that play to Mercedes Lewis. You know, it, the game was for zero in the first place. And then, and then he, you know, had the ball stripped by Fred Warner, um, you know, on the tackle Gary. So, um, no, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. It, it, it's a group that needed, and, and we talked about it all year. Well, Gary, everything we're going to talk about today in terms of why this team is no longer in the playoffs, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. As, as we identified through the year, things that could come up and bite them in the backside and kick them out of the playoffs. Number one, always started with special teams. Number two was the fact, do they have a number two wide receiver slash passing option on this football team? Um, it wound up being Aaron Jones, but it, it really shouldn't be a running back. You want somebody from your pass catching yeah. room to, yeah. take, to take the mantle on that. And then, uh, Gary, not everybody agreed with this, but number three, and I said it time and time again, can Aaron Rodgers deliver in the playoffs? And, yep. and the, answer, the answer, Gary, on every single one of those wound up being an answer nobody in Packer Nation wanted to hear, right? The, yeah. special, teams, yeah. the special teams were 
uh, as, as dreadful as you'll ever see. There wasn't a second pass catching option other than the running back. And then Aaron Rodgers again had another playoff flop. And, and here we are 48 hours sitting there uh, talking about another 13 and four season that wound up disappointing and breaking the hearts of Packer nation, Gary, and they become the first team in NFL history to win 13 games, three consecutive years without a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I I'm in total agreement with you saying that Gutekun should be the executive of the year, but you know what? They're out of the playoffs. Now the Rams are still in the playoffs yeah. and it's, it's going to go to the Rams less Snead. I mean, Von Miller's looking like, you know, Lawrence Taylor right now in the uh, also brought in uh, back home and he, he's going to get recognized. I, I would be absolutely flabbergasted if it went a, a different way in that voting. But um, the other thing on Odell Beckham, didn't the Packers basically say, we'll give you the minimum, take it or leave it. I mean, that, that was, a- those are the reports Gary is, is they kind of put up a, and, and again, Ted Thompson would do this all the time too. He would draw a line in the sand that, that he didn't want to surpass whether it was a draft pick or financial or whatever with some of these guys at the trading deadline or even in off season negotiations, Gary, he, you know, he, he did it with, with Tony Gonzalez, the one year where they were in the hunt, you know, for, for the, for the, uh, for the great tight end. Uh, he did it with Randy Moss when Brett Favre desperately wanted Randy Moss before the 07 season. He did it with Marshall Falk when the Packers had, had real possibilities of trading for Marshall Falk in, in 2010. Um, they wound up not needing him that season because they went and won the Super Bowl anyways. But the same thing here, Gary. Yes, they, they drew a line in the sand financially with OBJ. He had a chance to wait, make way more going to the Rams. I mean, Gary, if you really are Green Bay and you're all in on this season and you know it's the last dance and it's going to be the last dance, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, if you're going to go for it, then freaking go for it, right? Absolutely. I mean, Every don't, card in. Don't, put, don't push 75% of your chips to the middle or 80%. Push them all to the goddamn middle, right? And go for the freaking thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and I'm certainly not a Packer fan, Gary, but if I'm a Packer fan, and I'm watching OBJ run around yesterday catching seven, eight balls in that game. And I'm looking in my number two Saturday night is, is Alan Lazard who can't run whatsoever and get any type of separation, uh, you know, from, from the 49er cornerbacks. And, and I, you know, I've got this undersized little slot guy uh, in Randall Cobb, who's, who's an old man right now coming, coming back from an injury is my number two and three wide receivers. I'm pretty mad, Gary. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I really am because, the opportunity was there, you know, if you just outbid somebody to get a player. Is it a risk? Of course. Was Andre Risen a risk in 1996? You darn he was a risk. And and guess what? That risk, you know, helped helped Antonio Freeman get a buddy to run around and catch passes with, right? And it and it helped them win the 31st Super Bowl. Sometimes, you know, Gary, if if you know, the the, the only way to reap the ultimate reward is is to be risky. Tampa did it last year with Antonio Brown. It yep. paid off. You got to you know, roll a dice once in a while. Should have they cut him then after or moved on from him after the 2020 season? Absolutely. Ron Wolf was smart enough to do that, Gary, with Andre Risen, right? He Absolutely. got his out of the guy, um, helped him win a Super Bowl, and didn't bring him back to town. He knew that the problems then potentially outweighed the productivity. And, and Tampa probably should have done that a year, you know, six months earlier with Antonio Brown. 
Gary, I'd be surprised if, if, if Odell Beckham Jr. is back with the Rams next year. Uh, they're smart enough to realize he was the piece they needed after the Woods injury to get them to the promised land, to get them over the hump. And, and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll milk these two or three months out of him, get whatever they can, which might wind up being a Super Bowl ring. And they'll move on from him because they're talented already at that position. And they've, they've got some young guys. I know that, that they really like Gary for three months. If green Bay was really all in, they could have found a way to make it work with a guy like OBJ. Um, they were kidding themselves all along. If they thought some combination of an unreliable MVS, and let's be honest, he's as unreliable as it gets an undrafted Alan Lazard, who's really just a, you know, a, I mean, Gary, he's probably almost more of a, a tight end than he is a wide receiver, um, yeah. an outstanding blocker, but he, he's never going to catch more than 35, 40 balls in, in a season. He has, he has immense limitations. And then, and, and, and an old slot guy in, in Randall Cobb, if, if they thought that trio of wide receivers was enough to pair with, with Devonte Adams, I don't care how smart and clever the head coach is and the head coach is really smart. That that's tough to make work, Gary. Especially after they lost their speed tight end in Tunyon, um, it's that that was tough sledding. So again, Gary, I, I come back to where we keep circling with with this podcast. Things we were pointing out two months ago came to fruition, didn't they? They they Except certainly did. We were for once Nostradamuses. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Gary, I I think again anybody in the league could have seen this. Yes, yeah, it was so apparent. What's your path to beating Green Bay, right? I mean, Kyle Shanahan went on and on Saturday night, you know, praising his special teams coach, um, you know, for finding all these potential holes in Green Bay's special teams uh, that he could take advantage of. Well, Gary, I, I think anybody in the in the league that put on the projector and put on, you know, flipped on their iPad and watched some film could see very quickly how to attack Green Bay special teams wise. None of that changed. We'll get into that, I think, a little more here as, as the podcast unfolds. But, um, man, there's, you know, a lot of people are, are, are going to kill Mo Drayton, and they should, uh, the special teams coach in Green Bay. Yeah, he might not be the special teams coach by the time this podcast is uh, posted, Rob. That is an absolutely great point, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just say this. We, we touched on this after the game against the Bears, which was, let's call it six weeks ago, I'd say, five weeks ago, yeah. maybe, in the Bears. Yeah killed them in special on the special teams that night, Gary, that, that they really needed to go outside the organization and bring in some kind of consultant to help them finish up and get through the season that they, we said, Gary, they've got a month till the playoffs. They can get some of this stuff fixed to, to where at least, you know, the dam is not bursting. Maybe it's a slow leak instead, right? Where, where maybe we, we knew Gary, they weren't going to go and win games on special teams, but they could at least maybe get a draw in some of these areas. Gary, they weren't close to doing that. And, you know, the fact Matt LaFleur ignored that is, is a huge black spot, red spot, whatever you want to call it, a, a complete screw up on, uh, on his part. And it, it's going to be right now, Gary, a, a large part of, of his story moving forward as, as, as we write the Matt LaFleur story. There, there's a lot to like about the guy, Gary, but his stubbornness sticking with that special teams coach and not bringing in any help whatsoever from outside the organization to fix a potential problem. Well, to fix a problem, Gary, we yes. all knew that yeah. was a problem. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that is a major screw up by Matt LaFleur. Yeah, Rob, I wanted to uh, circle back to the uh, receiving core for a minute. 
I, I, I think we all agree that Patrick Mahomes is, is something special. And in fact, he just passed Bart Starr's record, which he held for 54 years, which, which is mind blowing. But Starr had the highest postseason uh, pa uh, passer rating until yesterday. Uh, Allen and Mahomes both passed it. But uh, again, every time I, I watch the Chiefs, I think, you know what? They have arguably the best tight end in football, and they have two game-breaking wide receivers. I mean, Tyreek Hill's speed is just, you know, off the charts, and Hardman is a game-breaker. Now, contrast that receiving core with the Packers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, I do. It, it's night and day. You, what would Aaron Rodgers do with that receiving core? You know? All right. Okay, and, and I get everything you're saying, Gary. Now, I will say this, though. Nobody in the league has what Kansas City has, right? Very and, few teams, yeah, very few. And, and where do they pay the price then, right? They pay it on the defensive side of the football, where they're usually just trying to tread water. But that's where they've decided to spend their money and invest their resources. We saw Saturday night, Gary, and this is a, this is a rarity in Green Bay. Let's be honest. We saw what a championship defense looks like from the Green Bay Packers. No they had, question. They, they had one no this question. year, Gary. They had a group, especially once Alexander and Zadarius Smith come back, uh, came back. I mean, think about it, Gary. Zadarius Smith, his first play on the field, he gets a sack. Unbelievable, right? I mean, again, you, you can't script that any better. Uh, Jair Alexander, at various times in that game, Gary, he was locked up on Debo Samuel, did, did a hell of a job, and he was only going to get better. Zadarius Smith was only going to get better. Gary, you, you find me, and, and I agree with everything you said on the Chiefs, um, and that's why they're probably going to win uh, their second Super Bowl here in three years in a couple of weeks, but it is that wide receiver group in that, and, and the quarterback, obviously. But you find me a better group of pass rushers than what Green Bay has right now with Smith, Smith, Gary, and Merciless. I mean, come on, right? Yeah. And Kenny Clark, Gary, who can absolutely wreak havoc from – from the middle there, uh, Gary, that that's a championship level defense. And, and we'll get into this a little bit. The, the sky is not going to fall Gary. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, it, yeah, it really yeah. isn't because the, the, this group, the, this organization has two choices at this point, Gary, it's bringing back Aaron Rodgers and cut about five or six players, or it's keeping the team largely intact specifically on the defensive side of the football. Cause I think Gary, they're better right now on defense than they are offense um, and trading Aaron Rodgers and loading up on draft picks and then making that defense only stronger. So it, it's going to be really interesting, Gary. Uh, you know, we're going to have a, you think the year was full, filled with drama, Gary, the next four to six weeks are going to be like an episode of Melrose place, buddy. It's, it's yeah. going to be absolutely nuts. The drama. Yeah. My, my comments on the uh, chiefs weren't a, a reflection on Gutekunst because if you look at it, he tr has tried and tried really hard to fix that tight end spot, whether it was with Tanyan, he went out and drafted Sternberger high, he drafted Degora high. I mean, he, he's 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 well aware of the importance of a tight end, but uh, unfortunately, they don't have one now. And uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks or month or so, we'll have a uh, special podcast on, on the draft, and you got to wonder: Is Tanyan going to come back? And if he's not going to come back at a high level, do you go out and get a tight end and get that impact player inside? But um, all, all those things set aside, we, we were talking about Rogers' uh, future. 
another player I wanted to uh, mention was Mason Crosby. Um, the guy, let, let's face it, had just a almost a year year from hell. I mean, he was just a radical season, and uh, he had a field goal blocked uh, in the 49ers game. And I think for the season, he was 25 of 34 in field goal attempts. That's a horrible 73% when you consider there are eight kickers in the NFL that kicked over 90%, successfully kicked over 90%. Uh, he's going to be turning 38 at the uh, start of next season. He, he's had an illustrious career in Green Bay, but uh, is the change in order, Rob? Yeah, well, it, it's time, Gary. Um, and, 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 you know, Gary, you know, just back to Rodgers, too, and, and, and it's going to be this way with a handful of players. If there is ever a time to cut a cord with a player, it's after a game like Saturday night, right? Um, it's had they won the Super Bowl, Gary, had they even gone to the Super Bowl, let's say, and lost 31-30 to the Chiefs, there, there is no way you could move on from some of these players. And none of us know, for example, Gary, what, you know, Brian Gutekunst's master plan is up in his office. And, um, you know, this guy leaves and this guy stays and this guy leaves and this, and this guy stays. But, but, Gary, you know this as well as anybody from being in the, in, in the stadium Saturday night when a season ends like that one did a 13, 10 loss, uh, at, you know, at, at the buzzer in essence to, to, to the 49ers on, on just a heartbreaking field goal, like, like Robbie gold hit there. There's a lot of emotion and, and, there, and there's a lot of there, you know, there, there's just a lot of disappointment. And if there's ever a time Gary, where, where you can move on and cut the cord from, you know, Packer hall of famers, uh, NFL hall of famers, all time greats, and let's be honest, Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mason Crosby's going to be a Packer Hall of Famer. I mean, Gary, the time to do it is is now. After a disappointing season in Crosby's case, after another disappointing playoff game, as was the case with Rodgers, it's it's just a lot easier to sell, I think, to the fan base. Uh, Gary, had had they won a Super Bowl and tried to part with Rodgers, I mean, people would have burned that place down. Um, yeah, they, they, no question. They, they would have gone to Brian Gutekunst's house. They would have, they would have, they would have looked for Matt Lafleur in grocery stores. They, they would have found Russ Ball on a golf course. Um, that they, they, they would have, they would have gone to the ends of Earth, Gary, to make sure Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be back. And, and Gary, I, I really think right now that the general fan base is kind of split. I think it's a 50-50 kind of deal where there's a lot of fans that, that, that feel like you know what we've been trying to push this boulder up the hill every year since 2010. And every year that boulder keeps coming back down and, and running us over. Um, they feel like this has been a big time, you know, punch to the kahunas, Gary, uh, in terms of the way this season ended. And, and so many of these seasons have ended. And there's a lot of people that, you know, openly now ask Gary, can Aaron Rodgers get this team over the hump ever again and win another Super Bowl? And I think there's a lot of people that feel the answer is no. And, and Gary, outside, you know, and, and we saw this on Saturday night, uh, you know, outside not having dynamic wide receivers. Um, and really they had lousy special teams, obviously it was a championship level defense. They had championship level running backs. They had a disappointing night on the offensive line Saturday, Gary, but there were enough pieces there to win a super bowl with um, Gary, if, you know, you ask yourself the question, if they can't get it done now, are they ever going to get it done? Right. And, and the answer, I, you know, I firmly believe Gary, the answer is no, uh, we'll find out what they believe here in the next few weeks as, as they decide well, you know what, what to do or not with 
you know what? To me, it's pretty simple. If Aaron Rodgers really, really wants to be be here, if it's in his heart to to retire as a Packer, I think it's a no brainer. I don't care what you have to do. I retain him. But if Rodgers wants out, trade him. No, no uh, questions asked, and, and try to cut the uh, best deal that they can. But if he wants to be back, I'll tell you what. You can rip Rodgers for not getting to the Super Bowl and stuff. The, the, the Packers, let's face it, as good as their defense might be, they'd have to replace him with, with at least a good quarterback. Not a great quarterback, but a good quarterback. And I'm, I'll tell you what, I know they like love, but uh, there, there's still a lot of questions, you know, surrounding him. So anyway. Well, there's, there's a- <laughs> There's a ton of questions, Gary. You know, but to come full circle back to your initial question on Crosby, yes, now's the time for them to, to part ways with Mason Crosby. My belief is they'll part part ways with Aaron Rodgers. And, and Gary, if, if that winds up being the case, that they get rid of their, you know, uh, two oldest players on the roster, their two most tenured players, it will give them the opportunity to bring back a Zadarius Smith, to bring back a Preston Smith, to bring back an Adrian Amos, a a Billy Turner, an Aaron Jones. Some of these guys, Gary, let's be honest, that would have been on the, on the cutting board. Otherwise had Rogers decided to come back, it's going to be an either or Gary. And Rogers was very clear Saturday night. He said he wants nothing to do with a rebuild. And and you know what? I don't think it'd be necessarily a rebuild. If they got rid of Zadarius Smith, I, I'm still wondering about Bakhtiari's status. I don't think it's a slam dunk. He plays next year. When, when you have a serious ACL tear like he had, it's not easy coming back. And if you're going to pay him that kind of money, uh, again, you're rolling the dice with him. But let's say hypothetically, you got rid of uh, Bakhtiari, you got rid of Zadarius Smith, maybe Billy Turner. That oh. would be more than enough to bring him back, right? I'd have to go through and look at all the numbers, Gary. I mean, they're, they're more than 40 million over the cap. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's 42. Um, yes. I think that I'd have to go look at it, Gary, that might get it done. Uh, Zadarius is off the hook next year. I know Bakhtiari might have a little bit of a team friendly deal because that contract is new and, and his number uh, escalates deeper into that contract. Billy Turner would be in the fourth year of a four-year deal. So that's going to be the most uh, that he would get paid in that stretch of time. I'm guessing he's got to be 10. Uh, do those three guys get you to 42? It probably gets you at least 30, 35. It puts you in the ballpark, I would imagine. Yeah. puts you in the ballpark. You know, then 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 maybe you got to cut a Dean Lowry or, or yeah. cut an Adrian Amos or, or somebody like that. Maybe even an Aaron Jones. And you turn this thing over to A.J. Dillon, Gary. I mean, but it's going to be somebody like that. And again, that's what... Packer nation um, is going to have to understand if Rogers does want to come back, they are an absolute salary cap hell because Brian Gutekunst agreed to saying, you know what? We are going to go for it here in 2021 as an organization, and we're going to pay the price in 2022. And that's going to be the price. The, these bills all come due uh, Gary. And it, it's like paying the, the minimum on your credit card bill forever. And then all of a sudden you yeah. look at right. And, and now you owe $37,000, <laughs> something like that. That that's where the Packers are here. They they've paid the minimum on on some of these deals, and and now the contracts are going to come due. And you can't kick the can down the road any further than than what they've they've kicked it. So, yeah. Gary, I I I still think far and away, organizationally, 
the move to make is to trade the quarterback. Um, you probably lost one first round pick Saturday night. Uh, I, I was thinking you were going to get three ones and two twos for him uh, going into the playoffs, Gary. I would now say you get two ones and two twos after, after the way he played against the 49ers. I think that performance, Gary, was worth a first round draft pick. I really do. I think they yeah, lost. That, 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 that's a great observation. He, he didn't I think help. They lost the first round pick, Gary, Saturday night. I really, I really, really do. Uh, I mean, if I'm Denver, if I'm Oakland, if I'm Miami, if I'm Pittsburgh, and I'm saying, really? I'm going to give you three ones and two twos for that guy that was out there against the 49ers? You're, you're insane. And now, Again, there are desperate teams, and you never know what's going to happen when, when when teams start bidding against each other. But, Gary, I think the time is now. He's 38 years old. He'll be almost 39 by the time next season starts. He's coming off back-to-back MVPs. His, you know, his stock, his value is still pretty high. And, again, it took a hit Saturday night. Don't kid yourselves. Um, but I, I, I just think now is the time to move. You get the draft capital you can get. Maybe you get a quarterback coming back. I'm all for that, Gary. I'm 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 all for getting a guy to compete against Jordan Love. Well, they, they have to bring a quarterback back. I mean, you can talk all you want, Rob, about a championship caliber defense. Yep. And I, I totally agree with you. But if you have Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody even worse, you're not going anywhere. I mean, they the 49ers, let's face it, have been incredibly lucky even getting into the playoffs. You know, no. things if, fell if their way. If you have Cam Newton. Gary, if, if, if yeah. you know, if, if, if you have Mason Rudolph or whatever, yeah. right. If, if you have Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, Denver's roster is outstanding too. They just, they just don't have the quarterback and that's why Correct. they were seven and 10 or, or whatever they were this, this season with, 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 with Bridgewater. Now maybe internally Gary, and I'm honestly of this belief, Gary, I think they can win the division with Jordan love. Um, I, I really do. Um, we will find out. If if but, but is that does that really mean much when you no, think in the big picture? Not. Nothing. Yeah. It means absolutely nothing. I'm just I, I'm yeah, going yeah. step by step incrementally. I think it's a I think it's a, a ten and seven kind of football team yeah. with a Jordan Love under center, Gary. And but that probably wins the division because the division is is so lousy. But now you're in the four spot. You're 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 hosting somebody good in a wild card game. You might, you know, odds are you might even lose that game and, and then the season ends again. Gary, if, if I were Brian Gutekunst, I would try to move heaven and earth. I really would to get, you know, two, three draft picks and the car kid from, from Las Vegas. I'm a big fan of, of car, uh, the quarterback out there in, in Las Vegas. I think, I think you can go to at least a conference championship game with that guy. Um, I think, I think he put that organization on his back this year. And in, even in all that chaos with Gruden and, and the coaching change and later the firing of the GM, Mike Mayock, he found a way to get that team into the playoffs, almost won at Cincinnati uh, a little over a week ago. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he's up, you know, maybe in that range of about eight to 12, somewhere like that, Gary, when you're breaking it down in the league, I think he's yeah, maybe in the range of 10. I, I agree. And, I agree. And I, I think he's the kind of guy, Gary, if, if you put, you know, put enough pieces around him. Um, again, you'd have a championship level defense. The offensive line should be really good. The running backs are really good. They've got to beef up the pass catchers, especially if they lose Devontae Adams, which which I think if Rodgers goes, it Gary Adams goes as well. Um, but what you know, we'll find out. The, we've talked time and time on this podcast, Gary, that this may have been the most interesting season ever of Green yeah. Bay Packers football. 
This will also be the most interesting offseason I can re ever remember of Packer football. Since, since Brett Favre's days, baby. <laughs> no question. Yeah. No, it, it, it's going to be very interesting. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about Mr. Rogers uh, for the next couple months. Uh, but again, to me, the bottom line is if Aaron wants to stay in Green Bay, if his heart's there, I keep him at any cost. Conversely, if he wants to move on, I move him on. You know, there, there's no sense having a uh, disgruntled player in, in, on your team. So, hey, um, one thing I, I wanted to touch upon before we wrap up is the uh, playoff games and uh, that are remaining and get your predictions. Uh, well, Gary, let, me, uh, let me throw one thing by you because we we didn't delve into it quite as deeply yet as, 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 as maybe we will and should. Let, let me just ask you, though. What percentage of blame here with special teams do you put on Matt LaFleur? That's a hell of a question. Uh, a lot, because he's got to make the call. He, he's the head man, and he's responsible for everything that goes on with that team. And it was his decision to uh, promote Drayton. And I, I think, like you and I talked about in the middle of the season, we saw it wasn't going to work out. And uh, he had to cut the cord. You were, you were talking about throwing all your cards in. That's what I would have done. I, I would have made the change and said, hey, we can't tolerate, you know, uh, breakdowns uh, on this team if we want to win a Super Bowl. And he, he stuck with his guy. And, and I think he paid a, a, a deep price for it. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Gary, when, when we were identifying, you know, Gary, by, by about week 10, maybe even earlier, you know, just over halfway through the season, you knew this was a monumental problem. And, yeah. and unless it got cleaned up there, there at some point in time, you were going to get a repeat of, of the 2014 NFC championship game where John Ryan, the ex Packer punter throws a touchdown on a fake field goal to stick it up your tails. And then, yeah. he, gets <laughs> and then he gets Brandon Bostic play, right? Green Bay was 32nd in the league in, in 2014, Gary and special teams. Amazingly, they've been 32nd three times since then as well, including this year. It's a problem they can never, ever, ever seem to get fixed. But, yeah. but Gary, you know, be, before the calendar hit December, we knew that special teams was an immense issue. And, and I think we said on this podcast, I can almost start writing the story now um, that this happened and this happened and this happened. And because these three things happened, the Green Bay Packers lost to so-and-so in in this particular playoff game the only thing we didn't know was the opponent and the score and the plays that we're gonna that, that we're gonna eventually cost them well yeah. you know yeah. we all know the plays now right the the the, the blocked uh, punt for a touchdown the blocked field goal the Debo Samuel uh, kick return to midfield that set up a field goal to to start the to start the third quarter and and give the 49ers some life Gary um yeah it's it's interesting Gary about a year ago when, uh, when we had Matt LaFleur on a Zoom call one day, I asked him, I said, Matt, and this was when they were having problems with Sean Menenga. And, yeah. and, when, you look, and when you look back, Gary, those problems pale in comparison to the problems they had with, with Mo Drayton. Um, but I said to Matt, I said, do you know anything about special teams where you could jump in and, and, and try to help get this thing fixed? Yeah. And, he, and he largely just said, Gary, that he didn't. He really had no special teams background no special teams experience, 
you know, he trusted the people in the building, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and get, they get it fixed, right? They're always going to get it fixed. Um, they never got it fixed with Menenga and they fired him. And, and we talked about it, I'm sure Gary on a podcast in March or April, you know, whenever we did an off season one last year and said, why in God's creation, when your special teams are that lousy, do you promote from within house, right? Yeah. Go, out, yeah. go outside the organization, get somebody from a team that does them well. And every year the Patriots do them well. Every year, the Ravens do them well. Every year, the Saints do them well. There's always five teams in the league, Gary, you can count on to be in the top 10. It never changes. And instead of getting Sean Menenga's assistant, why don't you go get Bill Belichick's, you know, assistant special teams coach? Why don't you get, you know, uh, John Harbaugh's number two guy when it comes to special teams with the Ravens? I mean, those guys know what they're doing. They've done it well for 15 years straight. Well, he didn't do it. And then he was stubborn. And he, and he stayed married to Maurice Drayton far longer than he ever should have. This divorce should have taken place in December, Gary. And, and now we're sitting here today, you know, talking about, a, talking about next season and, and all these questions that loom in the off season, instead of talking about uh, the Los Angeles Rams. So Gary, Matt LaFleur talks about three hours after we finish this podcast. And I wonder already then if he's going to have the news coming out that Maurice Drayton is no longer part of his coaching staff. Well, if he doesn't, he's going to get more flack. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's inevitable. Say, uh, before we wrap this up, I wanted to uh, get your predictions on the uh, NFC Championship and the AFC Championship. Uh, we got the Rams and 49ers. Um, uh, the Rams are favored by three points. I have the Rams winning by at least 10, Rob. I, I think the Rams are on top of their game. They got Big Mo on their side and Matthew Stafford seems to be on a mission. Uh, 49ers secondary, I think, is still suspect, even though Rodgers didn't uh, carve him up. But um, I, And the other thing is I can't see Garoppolo having much success again, especially in the Rams defense. It has Von Miller and Errol, Aaron Donald and a couple other really good players on it. No, uh, I'm, I'm with you 100%, Gary. Um, I know right now Kyle Shanahan has won six in a row against Sean McVay. Um, he, he's kind of owned that rivalry here, but I, I just think the Rams have too much horsepower. Um, I thought I think they won the NFC when they went to Tampa last week and, and won that game. Now they get the home game, obviously, against the 49ers. They'll be challenged to keep the 49ers people out of their building. I, I was actually impressed, Gary. There were, there were a reasonable amount of 49er fans at Lambeau Field. Yes, uh, there were, and two loud they, and obnoxious ones behind me. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I guess it's a credit to them for finding their way into the building, right? And, and, you, and you know they'll, they'll find a way into, you know, in, in, into L.A. But, um, I, I, Gary, all these moves the Rams have made, this is why they made them, right, for this time of the year, and, and they're paying off. Von Miller, they, they're telling him for, for five plays a game, uh, ramp it up, you know, get a sack, get a strip sack, uh, get a fumble recovery, whatever it is. And, and you saw him yesterday. He actually got the hat trick against Tom Brady on one of those. He got, he got the sack. He had a forced fumble and he recovered the fumble himself. He's playing really good football, uh, Gary, you know, and, and I think they want to give up a two for him at the, at the trading deadline yeah. where again, they said they're all in uh, the OBJ Gary two weeks ago in the wild card round, uh, pro football focus at OBJ is the highest rated wide receiver 
in the playoffs. And then, yeah. and then in this game against Tampa Bay, you know, I know, I know cup got all the, you know, uh, the headlines and the glory and he should have late in the game for, you know, making a couple of huge catches to set up the game winning field goal. But OBJ was terrific through the course of that game himself. Uh, Gary with, uh, I, I think he had eight, eight or nine catches himself. They, they, they made the Matthew Stafford trade last off season. Uh, he, he's been more than good enough uh, this postseason to, to take a team to a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm sure they're right now sitting around saying, man, if, if, if they had Jared Goff and instead of Matt Stafford, they're, they're probably still not playing. So all these moves for them, Gary, a team that, that again, pushed all their chips into the middle saying, this is the year are paying yeah. off. And, and I, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to pay off too. Uh, again, late Sunday night, and and they'll they'll beat they'll beat the 49ers, Gary, and and go to their second Super Bowl under McVay. In the uh, AFC Championship, of course, we'll have Kansas City. I mean, nobody would expect the Chiefs to get there, right, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Cincinnati, and and I don't think a lot of people did expect them to get there. But I'm a huge fan of Joe Burrow. Uh, you mentioned before about the uh, young quarterbacks, the young great quarterbacks. I'll tell you what, I'll take Joe Burrow. Uh, if somebody said, what quarterback could you have out there besides Patrick Mahomes, who would you want? I'll take Joe Burrow. And as long as he has Chase uh, with him, I, I think they're just going to be dynamite over the next 10 years. So, but uh, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of Mahomes. And I absolutely love how the uh, Chiefs play offensively. We touched on that before in the receiving course. So, I, I'm rolling with the Chiefs, and uh, I think they're seven-point favorites, and I got them by at least ten. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be even more than that, Gary. I could see that yeah. be 45-24, something like that. I, I really could. You know what's interesting, Gary? The advanced line yesterday before the Chiefs and the Bills played um, had whoever won that game was was going to be a six point favorite so before that game was actually played you could have bet you could have made a bet whoever wins as as a six point favorite over the Bengals well you know you know how crazy you know seven is always the magical number right if yeah you, you, if you can bet a game under seven um a lot of times that that that's something you want to do with that touchdown being kind of the magical number once that number goes uh, north of seven, Gary, let, let's say this Bengals Chiefs line gets to eight. It'll change a lot of people's thinking, right? Because because of the magic number, a lot of times being a touchdown. So I jumped on that already yesterday. I didn't even care who won the, 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 the Chiefs Bills game, for example. I just I figured either one could cover a touchdown uh, against the Bengals. Long, long way of getting to that answer, Gary. Um, but I think you know, I, I think the Bills would have blown the Bengals out, Gary, and I think the Chiefs are going to do the absolute same thing. I, I think I think the Super Bowl was decided last night when Kansas City beat Buffalo. I think whoever won that game, Gary, was going to win the Super Bowl. That's why it's got to be so painful uh, this morning in Buffalo as we're doing this podcast. I mean, you talk about a city, the 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 suffering of, of losing four Super Bowls, Gary, and then to have that game last night I know Packer Nation has been through a lot and they've had a just a a ton of playoff disappointments and and they've lost them in the most heartbreaking ways right the 2014 NFC championship game all these overtime games etc cetera, etc cetera. I mean we can go on the Packer Nation knows the list fourth and 26 I I won't go through them all and <laughs> Gary Buff, Buffalo Gary with the four Super Bowls and then that game last night being 13 seconds away from winning what an absolute gut punch but 
Um, you know, I, I, I think Buffalo was good enough to win the Super Bowl, Gary, and would have if they beat the Chiefs, but they couldn't get by them. And now to me, the path is clear. Kansas City is going to blow out Cincinnati, and Kansas City is going to beat whoever comes out of uh, the NFC. I, I think it's the best team, Gary, in football by a nose over the Bills, and they're going to I put it this way. I think Cincinnati's awfully giddy to still be playing football, Gary. The Chiefs are not. The Chiefs realize, yep. hey, you know, yep. the Chiefs realize they're in the middle here right now of establishing themselves as a potential dynasty. This would be three straight Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl titles in three in three years. And and Gary, I think that's absolutely where they're heading. I'm I'm gonna say they win that game by 21. 21? <laughs> 40, I'm going 45-24. You know what? I, I laughed at it and thought about it, but you know. I tend to agree with you. I really do. <laughs> uh, Rob, another podcast is in the books. Uh, your performance was Mahone's-esque. <laughs> look, look, Gary, let, let, let's finish real quick on, on, on this note. Yeah. Uh, oh, crap. And I got to get back to that trivia question. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Did you figure it out? I hadn't thought about it, but I'm going to hear as I ask you this question. We may not do a podcast for a few more weeks. And by the time we do one, there's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers news uh, in terms of where he's going. Yes or no, is he a Packer in 2022? I'm going to say yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, in the minority here, but I, I think Rodgers has taken on a different attitude with Gutekunst. I mean, you, you've seen that. And uh, I think that actually was one of the roadblocks in the past. And I, I think that's been cleared. But, but again, if deep in his heart, he wants out, let him go, you know, but if he wants to stay open arms and bring him back, you know, all Yourself, right. And you're, you're, I, I mean, you haven't budged on this at all. You said he's out of here. Yeah. I, I mean, Gary, to even get him back for the 2021 season, I, I think there was a gentleman's agreement, a handshake, a wink, wink, Probably, probably come on back. Give it your all. We're going to put a hell of a team around you. Let's give it. We got the whole band back together. You know, these are good words. Let, let's give it one more go. We're, you know, everybody's back from the 2020 season. Give it one more, one more chance. And then we'll sit down in February, find a place for you, where you're happy, where we're happy. You know, we get you out of the conference. It's whatever it turns out to be get the draft picks back that the Packers want and they, and they move on from there. I just, I, 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 are, are those two coexisting better than ever? Yeah. I mean, but, but Gary, I, I think it's a marriage that that was over quite a while ago. I mean, Aaron was really married to Ted and, uh, and those two were always extremely close and, and uh, for whatever reason, it just didn't work out personality wise as well with, with, with Brian Gutekunst and, and Gutekunst was looking down the road too. And, and Aaron took some of that personally. Um, they found a way to coexist this season, Gary, but um, again, it's almost like a, a married couple just trying to get their kids through high school. And once those kids are to college, they race each other to the courthouse, right? They, the, the divorce is coming here for, for these two. They, they, they got the kids off to high school. They finished the season, and, and now Brian Gutekunst is going to get whatever he can uh, for Aaron Rodgers in a trade while he still can, Gary, get maximum value for the guy. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, it, like, like I said, if he wants out, he wants out, and then you go for as much as you can get for him. But um, all right, time's up. Trivia, trivia answer. All right. So I, I gave us a little bit of thought as you talked. Guys with six championships – 
they have to come from those 60s Packers teams. Yep. Um, that was you, the said, you, you said there's three total, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I had two of the three. The, yeah. The, the, the one I, I thought was obvious wasn't obvious, but okay, go ahead. So they won five in the, in the 60s, right? 61, 62, 65, 6, and 7. Yes. So it, it's got to be guys in that one once somewhere else that moved on Cor- after that. Correct. Exactly. Only, they won, two of them won another title. I, with them. Gary, I, I'm coming up with two. I, I mean, I, I remember Forrest Gregg going on and playing for Dallas. Yep. And I remember Herb Adderley doing the same thing. He was on that whatever it was, 1971 or something Dallas team that won. I talked many times to Adderley through the years and to Forrest, you know, rest in peace. I, for the, the life the of third, the third one surprised me, but again, uh, so, so those two are definitely right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you nailed them. Yeah. And, I, I, I can't come up Gary with a third guy that might've been heck. It, it might've been somebody that won a championship, I guess, before he got to green Bay and then was on those. You are those correct. All yep. the way through the sixties. Yeah. I just can't come, I can't come up with one. Yeah, no, I, I originally picked Bart Starr to go with the other two, but Starr has five. And, right. and, Starr, and Starr never played anywhere else. Correct. So the, the, the <laughs> one, and I should have known this, the one was the infamous Fuzzy Thurston. <laughs> so, Fuzzy, do you know, Gary, did Fuzzy win one before he got to Green Bay? He did, yep, yep. He did, okay. So, I'm gonna have to go I, I was going to say it was like in Baltimore or someplace. If I'm not okay, mistaken. I was just going to say I'm going to have to go look and see where he, yeah, yeah. Where he won. I don't remember that part of Fuzzy's career. Good for yeah. him. That's that's yeah. a great trivia question, Gary. That's yeah, awesome. I thought it was pretty cool. So great one. Anyways, uh, it's time to run. And again, you uh, you turned in a Mahomes-esque performance, Rob. And thank thank you so much for your time. And thanks to all our loyal listeners. And a special shout out to John and Laura Mitnack. Diehard fans from New York City. Until our next podcast, take care and all the best. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Wolfel and WuffelsPressBox.com.